0: And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards.
2: Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in. Cam Edwards, Missy. Good afternoon. It's 40 Acres and a Fool, or morning or evening, whatever. You know, this is, like, it's afternoon for us. Oh,
3: yeah, let me not be time-ist.
2: Exactly. Don't be timist. Don't be geographist. Good day. <laughs> and good day to you, Missy. You. Uh, welcome to another edition of 40 Acres in Full, episode 98 here on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. Uh, it is springtime, kind of, not not calendar-wise, but uh, weather-wise, it's mostly spring, although uh, now that the, uh, the buds have started coming out, uh, in fact, a couple of our trees are in full bloom. Yep. Now it gets below freezing. Right.
3: We've got and all these and one's a peach tree, one's a plum tree, so those fruited trees are, aren't going to do anything now, I don't think. And then the other one is a flower It's one of those flowering pears. It's a Bradford pear, so it's just decorative anyway.
2: But. Yeah. I'm i am hopeful. I mean, I don't know what gives me hope <laughs> that this is going to happen, but I'm hopeful that it's happening early enough that uh, uh, a couple of days of nights below freezing, and not just a little bit either. We're talking like 23, 24 right. degrees. Pretty, pretty uh, darn cold. Pretty darn cold. I'm hoping that it doesn't completely hose everything. I was out looking at the blueberry bushes Uh, earlier today, and most of them haven't got anything on them yet. Yeah, now they're pretty slow. But there are a few branches on every bush that have just started to, to bud out.
3: Oh, okay. So maybe they'll be okay for tonight if tonight's the last... One. I'm hopeful. Yeah, you said one of the uh, orchards in the
2: area actually had their heaters running in the in, yeah, in the orchard, just about right?
3: Thirty minutes north of where we live, there was they had their their orchard. The heaters were running last night, so I bet they'll be running them again tonight to keep the air warm enough so that it doesn't damage the flowering of the. Because right now, I guess they'd have peach trees flowering.
2: Okay. So we're uh, all just kind of paying attention to the weather, and hopefully it uh, doesn't uh, affect us too badly. Um, other than that, it's been a fairly quiet week on the farm. We still have a hugely pregnant pig. Every day, this pig just gets bigger and bigger. I thought she was going to be due. earlier. she could have been done uh, and ready to go was uh, February 25th. I thought she'd, I thought she'd go
3: yeah.
2: on February 25th. Well,
3: apparently she's going to get any bigger.
2: Every day, I'm telling you, she's so huge, and it just—it's just sitting there in her gut. Meanwhile, the pig's getting bigger, and we're down a couple of chickens. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the other news. Uh, we are down to three hens, and one of the one pullet seven pullets that we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, yeah,
2: I found a. Uh, you said there was a. a bunch of feathers in the backyard.
3: White feathers from the older white hen that we had.
2: Right, and I found she apparently was a fighter because I found them all over the yard. Oh, there yeah? was some over by the cistern and then there were more over by the blueberry bushes and then uh, Bullet found a clump of them over by the fence line. Uh, uh, so, you know, a good like 60 or 70 feet of where she was being dragged off and clearly still fighting. I know, I Makes me angry. I think it's got to be a fox. I'm
3: sure it's a fox because they're the only thing small enough to be that sneaky.
2: Right. So we might have to put out traps again because uh, they are awfully sneaky. Yeah. After we finish with our podcast today, um, we're heading to Lowe's to pick up some uh, additional uh, uh, items to help uh, keep the chicken coop fence yeah, because
3: it's the goats rub on it, and they've made it bend, so it's not secure on the ground anymore. And mm. we had some uh, some of the um the they're, what are they called? They're like landscape tacks or lands yeah landscape tacks. They're like big giant U's. Anyway, they've gotten pulled out and lost, so we just need to tack up around the exter- exterior of the the where we have the chicken wire. Um, probably run a, a line of cinder block or brick too to mm. keep it like. Really secure Make a better door And then um, Clip the wings on the one side So they can't try to fly up anymore Yeah That's the
2: Right That's the
3: uh, That's the plan anyway Yeah Um, Get some new ones And they'll be indoctrinated Quickly into that regime So they'll never realize That they could have free ranged they'll be the sad chickens that will never free range.
2: Well, but we do want to build more chicken tunnels. Yeah, we'll
3: we'll we have the tunnel system and they that actually gives them an additional, I think I did the math like a 100 something square feet mm-hmm. because it's 40 something feet long and almost 2 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Um and so we'll just make some more tunnels. I call them tunnels because they're chicken tunnels. <laughs> uh I'll just make some more tunnels to put around the garden. And then that will help with pest control, but it'll also give them a place to go. And then you can shift them a little bit. They have a little bit of leeway, so you can kind of move them around a bit so you can mow around them, and then they can get fresher grass. So it'll be funny looking to have all these little tunnels running all over the yard, though. (laughs) If it keeps them in one piece? Yeah, I'd rather have the tunnel system. The only thing that broke through the tunnel was the was one of the hogs the girl got out but she was like 200 pounds right and she saw the flock block down in there and she just <laughs> went to town so she she destroyed a tunnel section but um but nothing else has been able to yeah i actually watched a fox run up and down at one point when we had them all in lockdown oh, that's right i watched a fox run up and down because he couldn't figure out how to get the chicken and the chicken was freaking out running away from it but didn't realize it wasn't going to get hurt.
2: that was the fox that you ended up
3: i think that's the fox i
2: ended up taking shooting. out right yeah yeah. Yep. Well, so there you go. Maybe uh, maybe that's how we'll lure the fox out.
3: Yeah. Lock the chickens up on, put them in lockdown and mm-hmm. sit down with the 22 and just wait for it to show up. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a, a quick time out. We have a lot
2: more 40 Acres and a Fool still to come, so stick around. We'll be right back with more right after this.
0: You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars.
0: Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: You know, Missy, just because we're taking commercial breaks doesn't mean that you get to take a break. You're so they're reading it. What are you, what are you reading right now?
3: Oh, a knitting magazine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, did you bring your whole knitting with you? I brought my bag with me because you said something about doing something before we went out to dinner, so I was going to work on that hat. I finished the sweater. You know that hu- <laughs> it was for the huge baby blanket that we talked about yes, last well, – while. for I Trent. Still- for Trent. I still out. Okay, that's finished. Knitted. Or baby marsh, I suppose. Yeah, baby marsh. It's for baby boy marsh. Um, And I just have to steam the edges, but I still had some of that yarn left, and I really like the colors. So I made a sweater, and I still had a little bit left from that, so I made a hat. So I'm just (laughs) going to finish the hat.
2: (laughs) By the way, thank you to Trent. For sending tomato seeds.
3: Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is. I've never heard of it before, so they're going to be a new seed for us. But you didn't send any information, so I got to go research. Well, I've got, it
2: I've it. got, I've got some information in old emails oh, that okay. uh, I can share with you, uh, so or Trent, you can resend it.
3: Because I didn't know whether it was a determinate or an indeterminate, or it's like a, is it, is it a eating or, or, or a beefsteak or
2: I, a cherry I, or a? I want to say it's more of a paste, paste? actually. Okay. Uh, but I've got I've got emails okay, cool. that we can uh, that we can use for I'm, that.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to, to get those started. So we got everything. The, the, yeah, because we're already behind. Well, <laughs> behind, but the Farmer's Almanac <laughs> kept saying the last couple of days were bad for planting. So tomorrow we'll, we can sit down and put some seeds in in uh, some little pots. And plus, it's been so cold outside. And sitting out and putting wet dirt in pots did not appeal. Uh,
2: no, it did not. And you're still healing and getting better. But this morning. Was my my goal was to uh, get down into the garden with the rototiller. I was gonna go ahead and rototill a spot to put the beets down and put the carrots down. Go and get the rototiller out, and uh, and it's not starting. Okay, yeah. And I'm trying, and it's not turning over. And I'm trying, and it's not turning over. So. Uh, it's time to take the rototiller over to the small engine repair shop, yeah. which puts us behind by a few more days—probably a week. Uh, so, if there's anybody <laughs> in the Farmville area who has a rototiller that we could uh, <laughs> that we could rent for a day, let me know, and uh, and we might do that because <laughs> I
3: I don't want to be a week behind. That's yeah. the thing, you know. We were—you can, can get out there with a shovel; it doesn't actually need to be tilled. It can just get to be turned over. Mm, yeah, I can do that, but until we wait we could also get out there and burn down some of those uh, weeds
2: i'm afraid to use the weed dragon on I'm our not. overgrown garden i'm afraid it would start a forest fire well
3: i'll do the fire and you stand there with the garden hose that'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine
2: yeah you're the you're the woman who almost set our front yard on fire with the by burning this huge bonfire that
3: I did not almost up. set the yard on fire. You You're almost, so melodramatic. You almost dramatic.
2: engulfed – a tree almost burst into
3: flames. No, it didn't. Embers kind of got up there and hit a branch and then you freaked out. And it never caught fire in the tree. It, it was have. a very large bonfire. It app. was. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, you
2: did. Really good job. We have not had a bonfire uh, in a while because it's been – I don't know. It's been like too weirdly warm or then it's been too dry and then
3: – Yeah, because we can't have fires because it's too dry because that makes us nervous. And then the – That will be like a,
2: a rainy weekend, right? right? We, so- tried to,
3: we tried to burn something and then the, the wood was too wet. I think now we, if we get – hire some children to walk around and get some of all those branches that have been blowing down and these crazy winds that we've been having.
2: Hire some children. Just make them. Yeah, well. Don't get dinner until you bring back a uh,
3: – No more fun a donuts. A wagon full of – That's right. No
2: more fun donuts. No
3: more fun donuts
2: Missy for you. Missy and our youngest daughter had some errands to run that took them to uh, Richmond. Yeah. And there's a donut shop in Powhatan, Virginia We'll go ahead and give this free advertising. They're not a sponsor, but they're amazing.
3: Yeah, the Sweet Shop Donut Cafe.
2: Yeah, and they make like the really kind of fancy donuts, but they also make just the plain donuts, and they're delicious. Uh, and as an extra bonus, they hold a concealed carry course. I think they're doing it once a month now, and
3: they're doing one in April because they had to the sign up again.
2: So they were doing one. In, they they were doing one in March. that must have already filled up for March, and they're doing it in April. Uh, and they've been doing this for a, at least a year. Yeah. Uh, doing this on a monthly basis, and so that I just love the fact that they're holding a concealed carry class there in the donut shop. I know, right? Yeah, so you can get uh, you can load up on donuts and education information.
3: Yeah, and it's I mean, they also do lunches and sandwiches. They cater. I think they had some barbecue. They've got a really neat coffee bar. They make. Uh, I got a uh, a lime. What do they call them? Limeade. Lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a limeade, uh, and they make them there. I got a line oh, wow. over the summer, so it was pretty tasty. This time around it was just a dozen funky donuts and then a, a big giant something or other for me, like a cruller. Like
2: a cruller. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Plain glaze, nothing fancy, no weirdness to it. I just,
2: saw the maple bacon blueberry donut be that gone you got by but the time that's, we get home. Exactly. I know it's gonna it's <laughs> out of there. And then I saw something else that had it was like a, like a yeast donut with chocolate frosting and like crushed up nutter butters on mm-hmm. top. Yeah, right. Holy moly! I,
3: I just was like, yeah, give me one of the, each of the every one of these along this front row, and the ladies laughing at me. But it was easy, easy to shop that way.
2: So there you go. What's the name of the place again? The Sweet Shop Donut Cafe. The Sweet Shop Donut Cafe in Powhatan, Virginia. And I, they're open
3: even earlier in the morning now because they, they used to be open at eight. I think now they're open at six some days. Mm. They open for breakfasts, like, and it's like I said, think about a huge case of stuff.
2: Yeah, when I uh, when I have to go up to. The mothership uh, for Inter-ATV, I will occasionally uh, drive a little out of my way, and I will stop at the donut shop and bring donuts for everybody. Okay. Yeah, it's been probably. a while since I've done that, but uh, there are no shortage of gourmet donut shops in the DC area, along with cupcakeries. Yes, and you know, oh, they're well, doing
3: cupcakes now too. There.
2: Oh yeah. Yep. Huh. And yeah, well, DC is full of stuff like that. I know.
3: I know. We don't get. A, we don't have a lot, but so we'll we'll take what we have, and we got it. It's it's maybe forty miles away, but. Something like that, right? It's it's on our street.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ever in the Richmond area and you want a uh, uh, a donut and maybe a concealed carry course, there yeah. you go. Just head over to Powder. There you go. All right, stick around. We've got more Forty Acres and a Fool
0: coming up right after this. We'll be right back. Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stew. Something from at least the eighth dimension has uh, popped into whatever dimension we're in and turned Jeffy's mic off. Uh, his, his mic. It's off. That constant battle of good versus evil and good won. that. Is your microphone still on or off, Jeffy? Speak, speak, boy, speak. I don't. Oh, there ah, it is. there it is. Yes. There we go. Okay, he nice turned one. it. He, it was actually him the whole time. Uh, know, no, was, it was not. You know, no, it sure, it was. you can
1: pretend that it was, but it wasn't.
0: Pat and Stew, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So, Miss
2: e, Yeah. I know you're a fan of uh, uh, Fixer Upper.
3: Yes, I do like that show.
2: Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Yes, they're funny. Did you hear the news that they might be leaving Waco? Oh dear! Can you imagine?
3: No, because imagine that big show farm. Like without they, Waco. No, because they got to the farm, they got the bed and breakfast, they got all kinds of stuff going on. I there. know. I hope they're not going to go to California and be city folk now.
2: No, although well, it was interesting. So I think Chip Gaines was doing an interview with uh, somebody, and he said uh, Joanna would probably like to move to New York, and he would like to live. I forget where he wanted to live, but it was it was maybe it was West Coast or something mm. like that. Um, but they also were, you know. But we have the kids. We don't know. I don't know. But it was. It was like it was. It was weird. Like huh. I, I, if I were the Waco Chamber of Commerce, I might be uh, freaking out a little bit. If I were the Waco Tourism Bureau, I'd probably be freaking yeah, out a little it just more. Just opened
3: up that cell. It's huge. With right. Hundreds of employees. Like maybe they're not. Like maybe not. Leave, you know, they're gonna go to the next town over. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just. I mean. I. You know. It, it is. It's interesting. Like how these. Reality shows end up creating this, you know. Uh, well, I don't want to say a microeconomy, thing. no, but, but it's like
3: a little market down there, right? That's no, I know a lot of people.
2: Well, and we've got in Roanoke, Virginia, which is a couple hours from Farmville. We've got Black Dog Salvage, which is home to the salvage dogs. Yep, uh, and that's a pretty big draw into Roanoke, I think. I would, um, yeah. Even uh, even Tishomingo, Oklahoma, when uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert were married. Uh, Miranda Lambert had a boutique in downtown Tishomingo. Did she really? Yep, and closed it when they ended up getting divorced. Uh, well, but uh shame. But like that was a draw to Tishomingo, Oklahoma. You've was, been to Tishomingo, that's Oklahoma. The there aren't whole, a lot of
3: draws. <laughs> I was gonna say that one red light and there's the,
2: Lincoln. The, there's didn't the there's it. the swimming pool at the at the community center. I think and. It was, there's if you the, were home,
3: uh, but that was it.
2: There's the Chickasaw uh Tribal Council House because it was the capital of the uh Chickasaw Nation. Okay. Um Conner State College. There's, there's a great gunsmithing program there actually, <laughs> but uh, but that's probably not a tourism draw. No. Uh I
3: didn't know there was a college there.
2: Yes, Conner State College and uh, one of the four, I believe, NRA gunsmithing schools in the country. Oh, okay. Um well, there you go. The reason why we have been to Tishomingo is because that's where my family reunions were on my mom's side as a kid uh, and you ended up coming with me uh, to a funeral yes. there. You didn't get to go to the fun family reunions. No, I got
3: to, like, so we, I think we had just been married
2: it, maybe like a year. Not
3: even that, I think. And that was the first, you know, time I was meeting most of your family I was like yay I get to meet them at a funeral (laughs) but at least I dressed appropriately I wore a dark dress and a straw hat because it was summertime and versus the other dudes in the blue jeans and the plaid farm shirts I felt pretty good
2: yeah, you look good. Yeah. You look really good. <sighs> not as good as uh, Mark Gastineau looked the one time I saw him in Tishomingo. Oh. Do you remember Mark Gastineau? You're probably not. Probably not. You're not really a football fan. Played for the Jets back in the 80s. Okay, yeah. He had, the, he had like the quintessential 80s look. He had the mullet and the mustache. Oh, dude. Right? And uh, and he was from Tishomingo. Okay. And so one year when I was probably eight.
3: Was he on the sign somewhere in Oklahoma too. then?
2: Uh, he might be on a sign got signs somewhere. For people. Troy Eggman outside yeah. of Henrietta, right on the water tower, I think. What's and under uh, face
3: underwater.
2: underwater. Uh, Carrie Underwood. her, too. She's yeah, on a underwater. sign somewhere.
3: <laughs> Underwood, underwater, underwear, whatever. I just made you say underwear.
2: <laughs> uh, Mark Gastineau came home to Tishomingo when we were there for the family reunion, and so we were at the community center pool. Uh, which was full of toads, by the way, that summer. But we still swam because oh, well,
3: it's like a swimming hole. Exactly,
2: right? And uh, and Mark Gastineau was there. Was he and, in your
3: family reunion? No, oh, okay. he was
2: just there. <laughs> I think he was just there to pick up girls. I, I I that was sort of the impression that I got.
3: Okay, well you because
2: know. uh, he was wearing a I believe it was a green to match the Jets uniform speedo to go with his mullet was and his mustache. This was this would have been like
3: eighty. I don't know that makes sense. That's about the same time I remember seeing, like, French-Canadian dudes walking down the boardwalk in <laughs> Wildwood in sneakers and Speedos and thinking, dear lord, who thought that was a good idea? I <laughs> that's what trolls wore to pick up girls Apparently, in swimming holes. It was just a
2: different time yeah. back then, mm. I guess. <laughs> So there you go. We'll, uh, I want to be still
3: wearing a Speedo somewhere trying to pick chicks uh,
2: up. Boy, I sure hope not. That was like – that was a weird – went down memory lane and then all of a sudden it turned into like a dead end and there's a guy <laughs> with a hockey mask and a chainsaw. <laughs> let's let's go back to the present here <laughs> <laughs> on 40 Acres and a Fool. Did you ever have family reunions growing up? Or did you just have a big family and everybody just hung out on the weekends?
3: No. We didn't have a family where we all hung out on the weekends. My, we were always racing uh, at uh, some okay. point. But so we we'd hung out a lot with my dad's brother and sister and my grandparents. We'd, but we But the only family reunion I can remember was one that was at my grandparents in Massachusetts. It was BD. It was before divorce. So both my parents were there. I had an ear infection, so I missed out on some of the stuff. Um, but there were my, – my dad's one of – Four kids, but there were lots and lots of cousins on his mom's side. So it was a lot of the his mom family reunion people. Because my grandfather only had the one brother. His parents Mm. came over in the early 1900s, so they had nobody here. Okay. So it was just then. So for for, for my grandfather, it was just the one brother. So there was no family reunion. So anytime Uncle Michael came home to visit, it was a family reunion. Everybody got together because he was the only one. We had, you know,
2: it's funny. My dad's side of the family. He was one of just two kids mm. but his father and mother both had a lot of siblings okay um, but they were all kind of spread out like one of my great uncles was a uh, postal carrier in rural maine um, would use sled dogs to oh. deliver mail in the winter. oh wow right that's rural right, exactly so maybe he couldn't get to the family <laughs> no. because, right Not, <laughs> and, <no>. uh, <laughs> but but my but my mom's side I think she was one of like seven or eight. No, oh. uh, and so there were in, and there were lots of cousins yeah. around, and so yeah, every two years we would have the family reunion. Growing up, that was the that was the thing. That my, was our summer vacation every other year.
3: My grand, when my grandparents lived in Massachusetts, at that family reunion it was my, my grandmother was one of four, but it was her brother and sisters, mostly their kids and their kids and kids and whatever, so were all around. <clears throat> lots of kids,
2: right? Yeah, none of them were ever my age. though. That was the thing. I always was like <laughs> the youngest. There was a gap, and I was sort of in the middle of the gap. So there was there were kids that were like five or six years older than me. There were kids that were three or four years younger than me, and I never had anybody to hang out with. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout, but we'll be back with much more 40 Acres and a Fool right after this.
0: You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 653. 40 acres and a fool with Cam Edwards continues on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: So I'm really excited we did get the um the raised garden bed thingies that we're going to use in the front <laughs> the yard. Walls basically. Well, yeah, it's it's basically a wall set and then you fill it up with dirt, mm-hmm. but they're stainless steel so they're really shiny. So it's mm-hmm. going to look nice in the front yard. And I was thinking cuz this this is to keep this is so we can have big tomatoes like right. to slice, to make, to dice and slice. We want beef steaks, but we have a problem with the rabbits always getting to them. Um, so when we want to make it pretty. We're going to plant some companion flowers. I think we're going to do some marigolds out there too because marigolds are like the, uh, the catch-all bug repellent sort of – I'm taking your picture. Thing. Keep going. Um, it's all right. You're good. Anyway, marigolds are really good for keeping other bugs away. So we'll plant them around the tomato plants. But I thought, like, each corner we'll go ahead and put a post and we'll do the Florida fencing so that it'll, you know, inside. Right. So it'll be, I thought it would, like, if we did it at a cross, so we put the Mm -hmm. tomato plants in a cross and then we can reach into them rather than have them in a box on the outside. Okay. And I thought that would look nice, too, and then we could plant some flowers in between. I, I think that will look nice. And then the only other thing I wanted to order, other than some of the seedlings, uh, fingerling potatoes was some bags. Some grow bags. Yeah, we're going to try to do the potatoes in the grow bags this year. I think people have had better luck, and I totally screwed up the year before last when I tried to grow potatoes. (laughs) I totally did it the wrong way. I accidentally did it right the first time, but I didn't have them in a good spot in the garden, so I didn't get enough sun.
2: Right. We did get some potatoes, but not a lot. No. Okay, and then last year, what was the screw-up?
3: Last year, I just kept too much dirt and stuff on top of the leaves and not the vines. You have to keep the vines covered with dirt and, but you have to leave the leaves out so it can get, you know, do photosynthesis and feed the rest. Right. So I just smothered them all to death. (laughs) I'm sorry, potatoes. I killed you all, but it was an accident. So anyway, I think the grow bags will keep me from killing the potatoes. The
2: podcast is called 40 Acres and a fool. We are.
3: We do have some foolish moments. We
2: do have some foolish moments. Yes. That, uh, Bling sound uh, a couple minutes ago was Jin Jakes from Bearing Arms uh, texting us saying, Hope you all are having a good weekend. And so I took your picture and I told her we're taping our podcast, ah. and uh, and she just sent back a picture. She's doing something with her pressure cooker. Oh,
3: she got her whatever she says,
2: was uh, trying, trying to not to blow to up the house. Yes. So she looks like she went with the Instant Pot.
3: Yeah, that's, she was, she had a, it was between the Instant Pot and something else, and she was going back and forth, and she wouldn't buy it, and she didn't know why because she knew which one had better. I said, well, go with the better ratings. Well, then it's this one. I said, well, go with the one that you think's got a better. Well, it's this one. I said, well, then just buy it. <laughs> So I guess she finally did just bought it.
2: <laughs> I guess she did. So we have a, a few emails to get to. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. The uh, social media accounts are, Miss E is at Corny Goat Farm on Instagram. Instagram. I am at Cam Edwards on Instagram and on Twitter. I don't twit. And if you uh, if you want to, I don't know why you'd want to send us a, uh, a snail mail letter, but we love them, we'll take them. And the uh, address is Corny Goat Farm, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901-0817. So there you go.
3: Oh, look at you, all your stuff in a row.
2: And I got it memorized, didn't I? I, didn't, did. I wasn't even looking off paper or anything oh, like that. No. How about that?
3: I have to look off my notes <laughs> on my phone <laughs> to remember anything anymore
2: uh so uh chuck writing in says i just caught up again and i'm really thrilled that missy e is improving we hit a downturn my wife spent the last 10 days in the hospital with ruptured diverticulitis oh dear but she's now discharged and she's recovering at home chuck i am so sorry about that but that's, i'm so glad to hear that she's on the mend yeah. and it's getting better
3: my mom got sent to the hospital for that not that long ago and yeah that's horribly painful
2: uh we too says Chuck, are getting our storm ravaged garden into shape the new old recycled green house up. Uh, I love your part in the extra hassle of trying to grow corn when it's cheap at the farmer's market <laughs> on the three sister thing. the corn provides a trellis for the pole beans to climb on the bean leaves the shade uh the bean leaves shade the squash to keep it from getting sunburned in our desert sun, and it sometimes works, and it's sometimes a tangled mess
3: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we we've 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 got the mess part down. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the uh, right. And I'm just flashing back to our our plan of oh, okay, we're gonna have a bed of pumpkin, and then we're gonna have a bed of watermelon, and we're oh. gonna put those right next to one another. Yeah, and all of a sudden it was just like truthaloo in the garden. Just <laughs> it was vines and weeds, and what are these masses? Is that a squash? Is that a watermelon? Oh, and I
3: think. we also had spaghetti squash. And we had spaghetti squash. Two, Two types. Yes. over that area, so <laughs> the, you can tell which. Which did the best with the spaghetti squash. Uh,
2: the youngest, says Chuck, is gearing up for motocross season. Oh, wow. I finally convinced the docs that Bell Ray two stroke racing oil has worked better on my son's ADHD than any of the drugs ever did. <laughs> March is blown in like a line, and if you happen to see my zero five-eighths wave 10 meter radio antenna or our lawn furniture end up in your part of Virginia from New Mexico, <laughs> let me know so that I can arrange shipping. Have a great week. <laughs> Can't wait for the new podcast to come out. Chuck, thank you so much for writing in. That is awesome, man. Uh, And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned motocross, and the best thing for ADHD is to be able to actually do that, right? To have something where you don't have to sit still and you don't have to you know, uh oh, it's
3: perfect for kids like
2: that. Right? It is, absolutely. Um and you coming from a racing family, I mean it's probably is-
3: why we all did so well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also uh Cheryl uh writing in, uh, a thank you for a thank you, she says. Ah what a wonderful surprise, Cam and Missy. The card is awesome. Monticello is on my bucket list. And a highly coveted bottle of Corny Goat Farm Hot Sauce, too. I feel honored. <laughs> uh, you're both good people, she says. Knowing it put a smile on your face has made it all worthwhile. Well, thank you, Cheryl. You're good people, too.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Cheryl says, I like the name for your purple. It may very well appear on a skein near you. So what what did you actually name the, the purple?
3: The one that you came up with.
2: Which was? Prince
3: Charming's Purple Rain.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dying season is coming, so I see plenty of those two colors in my future. I would love to see you at SAF, which is, do you uh, know that acronym?
3: I don't. It's something with fiber and-
2: Southern Artisan Fiber- Festival? 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 Fair, something. Sure, yeah, let's call that. Let's North call Carolina.
3: That. And yeah, and it's like, towards the end of October, so it looks like something I could actually get to.
2: Right. Uh, Cheryl says it's a nice show. Asheville is usually in peak color that time of year. It's very beautiful. And if you get the opportunity, you should see the Biltmore Estate. Oh, yeah. While you're there. Oh,
3: I would totally want to do that because I love houses.
2: The Gilded Age at its finest, as uh, Cheryl says. Uh, Look forward to hearing more stories from the farm, Sands, Tumors. Take care and be well. Much love, Cheryl. (laughs) Thank you, Cheryl. I'm looking forward to a tumor free spring as well. Thank you. Yes, oh, um, I do appreciate that, and uh, Cheryl. Thank you again so much for that. Um, but since Miss E's doing better, let me uh, close with one final request for your thoughts and your prayers, if if, if I can, if you'll indulge me for a second. Um, there is a retired New York Police detective named Terry O'Shea, who is a nine uh, eleven survivor. He is battling stage four esophageal cancer right now. And uh, he's been in the hospital, he's been fighting for a long time, Uh, a couple years now he's been fighting hard. And uh, he's been in the hospital for the last few days. Uh, I think he's really struggling right now. And I know that he could use your thoughts and your prayers, his family, his wife, his kids, uh, could use your prayers and your thoughts as well. So those prayers that you've been directing our way, if you would, please, for a a week or so, direct them towards Terry. And thank you so much for being a part of this program and being a part of our community and our family here on 40 Acres in a Fool in the meantime until we get a chance to talk again be safe have fun live a little learn a lot if you uh, have some free time you're more than welcome to help uh, help me dig out my garden yeah. and uh,
3: <laughs> well, weed camp this summer I think. Exactly, think coming, right. coming soon
2: camp camp and company here's a hoe here's a shovel <laughs> there you go Welcome, campers. All right, have a great week, and we will talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool. In fact, next week, episode 99 "A 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network.
0: 99. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.